are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Today, we are answering your Twitter questions. Uh, so let's dive right into it. But before we do that, Lana, how are you doing today, sir? Doing great. You know, excited to answer more questions. You know, it's 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 good to hear other people's thoughts about uh, cowboy stuff at this point because everyone's kind of percolating their mind about what mm-hmm. the future could be, and it's just nice to hear other theories. So uh, I, I'm excited about hearing some of these questions. Yeah. So the first question we need to get to, and a lot of people are, are wondering. Uh, we'll start with this. There's a report out there that Kellen Moore is unlikely to get a head coaching job. It doesn't seem to be that he's the finalist for any job that's available right now, although that could change, right? We've seen this yeah, changing sure. process before. Um, a lot of people just want to know our thoughts. Are you happy with that? Are you a little upset that he's leaving? What do you thought? Um, I, you know, look, my general thought was that what I really wanted to avoid was having Mike McCarthy come back as the head coach without Kellen Moore, I guess, you know, because to me, look, I mean, we've talked about the pit, the, 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 the failings of the Kellen Moore offense at the end of the year. I still think Kellen Moore is an incredibly young coach. You know, that's the mm-hmm. thing about it is that I still think he has lots of room to grow and lots of room to get better. And I mean, you look at these guys like, Shanahan and McVay and, and, and folks like that, they're young coaches as well, but they're also a little bit older than Kellen Moore is. And on top of that, you know, they spent those years inside of multiple different systems uh, throughout the NFL. So they have had a lot of on the job learning experience. So I, I do think that the Kellen Moore uh, is a guy that if you bring him back, you can have some hope for the future that, that he will get better for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I think, that's that's hope and i am i am still frustrated as to what happened at the end of the year but my thought is that you bring him back you see if uh, you can you know expand on what you had and, and see if you can get a little bit better results and, and hopefully take what you've learned uh and, and apply it to next season and and see what you get in the offense and go from there and if that's ultimately what the cowboys decide to do uh honestly it's not it's not worst case scenario to me worst case scenario is you let dan quinn leave you let kellen moore leave and then you bring back mike mccarthy and now you're trying to chase off uh, offensive coordinator coordinator candidates right if you aren't gonna fire mike mccarthy which maybe they won't we've been saying this whole time that it's most likely that they will not right Mm-hmm. Uh, I would rather Kellen Moore come back than us trying to go out there and chase almost non-existent, decent offensive coordinator candidates because you're not seeing a bunch of those names pop up because those guys are going for uh, for head coaching jobs, right? Uh, there's tons of de- defensive coordinators out there. We can talk about that later. But I think that if this was – of all the combinations of bringing these guys back that seemed possible, Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy coming back and having to get a new D.C., Seemed like the best case scenario yeah. of those. And let's let's be honest. I, we know that Kellen Moore has some flaws and that he's young, and you just talked about him. But in two of the last three years, they finished number one at points. Yeah. Like, it, this is not a situation where, okay, hey, is this guy even average? I think we know he's good. I think he needs yeah. to be a little bit more consistent. He needs to, as you keep saying, design some easy button throws for Dak and some you know easy things like that. But 
he's good. And I think if you can get him back for another year, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, again, players are the only people that progress, right? The coaches progress too. If you think Kyle Shanahan's the same coach that he is this year that he was when he was with Atlanta or when he was calling plays for Washington or Houston, uh, you know, you would be mistaken. I think that these guys can grow and get learned. You know, when we've called for a, a, a coaching change, we've called for big swing improvements, right? Yeah. Big step ups that we think guys that we think can win now that have that right now. If you're not going to go that route, continuing to develop Kellen Moore, who I think has shown you that he has the stuff to become a good play caller in the NFL, continuing to develop him is, is certainly not a bad plan. And, and again, uh, I, you know, it's good. To, it's good not to constantly be changing your offenses. It's probably going to be good for Dak for for Kellen to come back as long as the offense can take a step forward. As long as the offense can evolve a little bit. Uh, I agree. Uh, I want to keep talking about the coaches. This is a question from Mark: um, If you could have any coach to add to the Cowboys, like coordinator or position coach, what who would you choose at this stage of the offseason? So basically, Fangio, Zimmer, somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we're talking about defensive coordinators, like one of those any guys non-head coach, basically. Yeah, I mean, those are great. Um, you know, we've in the DMs been talking about with a couple of different people, Mike Munchak, the offensive line coach. That, for, that's my for answer. For, I would yeah. rather have Munchak than any of the high high uh, defensive coordinator names. I would. I agree. I've seen what he's done with the Titans. I've seen what he did with the Steelers, and I saw what he's done with Denver over the last couple of years. Like, he can take guys that are considered absolute bust like Garrett Bowles was earlier in his career and he just got Bowles like a 20 million dollar per year contract deal. like he is so so good but I don't know if he wants to move um he's getting older I believe his daughter lives out in Denver he might just retire but if that's if he is available and he wants to come to Dallas that's the best move they could make this offseason yeah, absolutely. I think it, it it immediately makes your run game better. It immediately makes your schemes better on in pass blocking. Munchak is without a doubt, you know, if not the best, then in the top three. It's him and Callahan, right? That's, that's the tier. Yeah. Those guys are in yeah. the same tier together. I, I think he's phenomenal. Um, I agree. We'll see if that. We'll see if if he is even interested in leaving or going somewhere else. But if the Cowboys were able to hire somebody like Munchak, I would feel a whole lot better about their long term prospects. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I want to get to some more questions, but uh, before we do that, Liam, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKDOWN to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Uh, all right, next question, and this one's from our guy, John. Uh, he wants to know, what's an underrated need for the Cowboys heading into the offseason? Underrated. I got one. Wide receiver. I mean, yeah. like, look, you're going to lose two of these guys. You don't really know who your third wide receiver is currently on your roster. Uh, you have someone that you drafted in Simi Fahoku that you'd like, but I do think that you probably still either need to sign a guy or draft a guy in veteran free agency, uh, whether it's re-signing Cedric Wilson, whether it's finding a way to bring Gallup back. 
you, you should at least bring back one of those guys. But I, I think that wide receiver is a, a need on this team. I mean, specifically just because you lost your third and fourth guys and, and you don't necessarily want to just step up your fifth guy to your third spot and, and hope for the best. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a really good one for me. It's tight end, right? Um, Blake Jarwin has, I'm, I'm looking at it now in his last, Oh, I don't know. Since the end of 2019, since Christmas of 2019, he's caught 12 passes. Yeah. He's missed I mean, a lot of time with injury issues. I mean, that's it, been a big, big part of it. And it's derailed his, his, his rhythm, I think as well. I mean, to kind of get involved in the offense. Uh, that's why, you know, I think a lot of people have kind of poo-pooed the idea, but I mean, I think you have to consider re-signing Dalton Schultz. I mean, you have to at least see what his number is. Yeah. Or, Simply or, or you see what the market, the free agent market looks like. Cause I, I've got a feeling that Dalton Schultz is probably going to get eight to nine million at least per year. Right. Does that, that's probably makes sense. Right. Probably, yeah, I think. I wonder if there's going to be guys cut out there that you could grab and put them in this offense and not notice a big drop-off. For example, I think the Browns are going to move on from Austin Hooper. I think if you put Austin Hooper in this offense at, let's say, $5 million a year, I'm not sure there's a big difference. Maybe. I mean, I, I'm not super familiar with Austin Hooper, but I, I do think that, you know, regardless, I think that the uh, – the, uh, the, the route here should be a veteran free agent because I think if you're going to draft a guy, you're going to be waiting for three years for them to develop. That's just the, the nature of the tight end position. Uh, and, and you know, I, I, again, the reason I keep saying – the reason I keep saying uh, uh, Schultz is because I, I, I'm sick of watching these – of developing these guys and then watching them go be starting tight ends for other teams for 10 years. I think Schultz is going to end up being the case. Eight and nine um, million million is pretty rich, but, I, you know. You know who would be it. a good option that's going to be a free agent? I wouldn't be surprised if he only gets a couple of million. What about like Hayden Hurst for the Falcons? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, obviously came in with a lot of uh, fanfare and, and it was a pretty highly rated draft pick mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, has dealt with injuries throughout his career and has really kind of just been in a start-stop motion. There's been so many times when he's come into the season mm-hmm. as the t- a tight end to watch or whatever and then just – just to be injured the second or third game of the season. And and then you know, whenever he comes back and he's part of the offenses, he's good. Like he's, he's a, he's a mm-hmm. productive player. He, he's talented. He's got a, a level of athleticism that you desire. So I don't hate it's, it. It's just, you know, it's, it's, he's almost like a Blake Jarwin. In some yeah. Way, like a, like a better Blake Jarwin kind of. The knock on Hayden Hurst coming out of college was remember he was a former baseball player and he was an older yep. prospect. I think he yep. was like 26. Uh, so he'll be 30 going into this offseason. So he's older for a tight end. But, I mean, if you get him, let's say, at a third of the price of Dalton Schultz, I, I could see that, right? Like something like that makes a lot of sense. I-, I just think the Cowboys should be interested in a veteran tight end like that because Blake Jarwin, we, we know he's talented, but did you realize he has less than 800 career yards in the NFL? Well, I mean, I, I, I mean that's kind of – well, another reason why you may want to consider somebody besides Hunter Henry is because, the, you know, how many games are you going to – let's say you sign him – I'm sorry, Hayden Hurst. Let's say you, you sign him and then you, you have him on your team next year. How many games do you think you're going to have where neither Jarwin or Hurst are available? Well, luckily we have Sean McEwen to save us all, so that would be okay. I'm fine with that. But, no, well, I think I mean, that's a fair point. I don't point. even know why you, we're you signing might... tight ends if Sean McEwen is uh, is our plan. So, you, you might need somebody a little bit more reliable. But, I mean, I, I kind of think this is the draft to do it, you know, because I think in the third and fourth round there's options out there. But 
We'll see. Uh, Any other under this year? That's that's the concern. I I don't think the drafting is a bad idea, but it just it's not likely to help you this year. You know. Any other positions that are sneaky needs for the Cowboys? I mean, I don't know that any of it's sneaky. You know, like yeah, that's I think like obviously guard. You know, I think is is a spot that they're going to need to look at, but it's not sneaky. It's like obvious, right? Safety is a need, but. I mean, they, they only have literally one safety under contract since Donovan Wilson, and he's going into the last year of his deal, and he can't stay healthy. But I think you and I both assume that probably two of KZ, Curse, and uh, Hooker are probably back, right? If yeah, not, I, would, I would think so, right? Just maybe just... at least one of those guys is back. Unless the, the new defensive coordinator doesn't specifically want those styles, I mean, and we're obviously assuming that Quinn is going to be gone just because he's like, he's in a second interview for like four different jobs. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it depends on, I think a lot of this is going to depend on who the coaching staff is at this point. Um, yeah. We'll see. Uh, that's, that's going to be a big one. I did see that Joe Witt got an interview for the giants yesterday. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's would be like in connection with Dan Quinn going there or if Brian Dable is a head coach there. Something just to keep an eye on. Uh, all right, let's get to some more questions. This one from Zach. Is it time to let Will McClay take over all personnel decisions? kind of think he probably already is, right? I mean, yeah, he's he's already involved in all these decisions. I mean, I don't think that that's – I don't know that that's far from where he is currently. It's not like he's just making – I mean, he's in charge of pro personnel too. So, yeah, you know. I think that we're we're kind of there, and and frankly, like the implication there is that we didn't we haven't had good free agency periods. I mean, maybe not overall the past decade, but I mean last year, pretty hard to beat the free agent market that the yep. Cowboys were able to assemble. So I'm I'm certainly not upset with the way they're doing it. Uh, all right, next one from Evan. He wants to know: Can you discuss which positions you'd rather draft compared to free agency? So let's just go through some positions. You mm. tell me whether you'd rather address it free agency or the draft. Uh, well, riders, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna preface this by saying I don't really I'm not completely familiar with the free agent market right that's now. That's fine. But, I don't even know if that's important here. Okay. I, it, it's more of a, a timing thing, right? Because I think gotcha. if you're going through free agency, you, you're probably looking for a cheap stopgap player, right? Yeah. If you're going for the draft, you're ho- hoping for long-term and depth options. So, yeah, wide receiver. I think you need to do both. Yeah. But I, I think that, you know, at the very least, this is one of the positions, either this or tight end needs to be one of the positions that you're going to spend some some free agent money in. It, one of the few positions that you're going to need to spend some free agent money in. I think you could find a wide receiver three, wide receiver four for a million or two to million in free agency. That would help you. Example, like, and we've talked about it before, like a, an Emmanuel Sanders, somebody yeah. just to help you, you know, basically be a stopgap for the first, let's say 10 weeks of the season before semi Fahoku is ready or somebody else like that. Right. I think you can. Or, may, or maybe depending on what the market is for someone like Gallup, who's coming off an ACL Correct. injury that had his surgery. I mean, he just had his surgery. Didn't he? Like he had, a really I, I don't leg. even know if he's had it yet. Yeah. Like it, that kind of stuff. I mean, first of all, I don't know. Understand that. Second of all, uh, it, it's, it could potentially affect his, uh, his market pretty I mean, seriously to the point should. where it, it becomes, el- he becomes eligible for the Cowboys again. And so then maybe what the combination is right, that you re-sign Gallup and then sign Emmanuel Sanders to a, a, a small vet deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Sanders is basically just your stopgap until you get Gallup fully at a hundred percent. I could even see him doing something like Sammy Watkins as a free agent this year. 
a one-year, $2 million deal for Sammy Watkins just to give you some speed and give you somebody else, right? Something yep. like that. That seems uh, possible. Tight end. I mean, tight end, again, like I think free agent has got to be, again, maybe both, you know, because I, I think yeah. you, I mean, you have a development guy a little bit in McEwen. I, I, I mean, we joke about that a lot, but I, I like McEwen as well. And I think he could be a guy that develops into Dalton Schultz. There's no reason to think that, that he couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think. Or even Jeff gonna, Swain. I mean, like something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. I, I think you do need someone immediately that's a veteran that comes in and is going to give you significant snaps to the position. Uh, I just don't know that. I just don't know that you can trust Jarwin to be that guy. So I, I think that you need a vet because tight ends are incredibly difficult to, uh, uh, you know, develop. I wouldn't be surprised if they also drafted a guy. Guard. I think you could do either. Honestly, with guard, yeah. I mean, it depends on who the guard is in free agency. If someone like Norville comes is is affordable, um, then you know, maybe you could re- sign him. Uh, otherwise there's, you know, there's seemingly, you know, I have not done a ton of draft work yet, but from what I've seen so far, there is seemingly several different interior offensive line types that could be available for the Cowboys in the range that we're in currently as we stand on January 25th. Um, so, uh, I I think that that is a position that you could probably look at, you know, either one of those two. Yeah. I mean, not to say the Cowboys should sign this guy, but like you could get an Xavier Suofilo type of player where, hey, if you need this guy to play week one, it's not going to be ideal by any means, but it'll help you no. get through games. That is to. not ideal. Not ideal. I'm just saying, like, if yeah. you don't want to force Connor McGovern into that role, I'm just, just saying. Yeah. Uh, defensive tackle, I think they're probably good. Maybe a bottom of the roster, or, you know, free agent, right? Maybe bring back Carlos Watkins or Brent Urban or something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that at least one of those guys is on a two was on a two year deal, right? I think it was Watkins, right? Okay, so, I, I'll have to double check. Yeah, but I, I think that you know you need to at least short make sure that position is shored up. You might want to consider adding one body there if you can get you know an upgrade in quality there. But uh, yeah, I don't know that you're necessarily spending a bunch of money in agency. No, no. Uh, defensive event. This one's a little bit more interesting. Gregory's a free agent. If Gregory leaves, do you consider going out and getting somebody else? Dorrance Armstrong's a free agent, right? There's two guys that could potentially be leaving. Yeah, I'd like to sign at least one of those two guys. Um, you know, I think you know Gregory would be obviously my preference. Maybe do a short-term deal. You know, I, I don't know that his what? market is going to be so outrageous. So I think it should be pretty possible. What's going to be interesting about the Gregory? I mean, we both want Gregory back, but let's say it's twelve million dollars. Would you rather have? Gregory back at one year, 12 million, or would you rather spend that on Von Miller? I mean, is he available? <laughs> like, like if, yeah, I guess there's not a ton of odds that the Rams are going to resign him. Is there? No, probably not. And I know, I mean, I know Von Miller's had his injury questions, but so has Randy Gregory. He looked, he looked incredible. He looked just fine in that game against. Uh, and, see, uh, that's against the, the tricky part. Yeah. So there's some defensive ends in this class. Like, Chandler Jones is a free agent. He's 32. I, I wonder what Chandler Jones's market's going to be like. Like, is it going to be all that different from Randy Gregory? No, that's a good question. We, I mean, the, the, the thing that the thing is so difficult, the pass rusher market year to year is so different, right? It's yeah. like, it's, and it's not even just about who's on the market. Like it just seems like that the value there is just swings wildly year to year. So well, let's maybe the like presence this. of those guys will, will, will push things down. Let's say the money is equal. Rank Chandler Jones, Von Miller, and Randy Gregory. 
uh, in terms of how you would like to sign them. And we'll just assume each one's a one-year deal. I mean, that's really hard <laughs> because I, I think, you know, how old is Von Miller at this point? 32, I think. 30, uh, Von Miller, maybe? he's 33. Yeah. Uh, and, and Randy's turning 30 this year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I may, I may want Chandler Jones. I don't know. Like, that's really hard because I feel like Chandler Jones's number is not going to be as high as what his production probably would be early in the season. But the problem is that I worry that he's eventually going to fall. At some point, he's going to fall off a cliff, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's tricky. And then what gets even harder here, Landon, is okay. Let's say Chandler Jones and Von Miller get basically legacy contracts. Like somebody's overpaying for their production, yeah, right? True. Sure. How do you value Randy Gregory compared to Jadavion Clowney or Jason Peter Paul or Melvin Ingram? Like that, that's how it's it gets really, really hard. Justin Houston. Yeah, I mean, the hope is that the uh, that the rest of the league views the free agent market of these guys and they don't consider Randy Gregory in that same tier, right? Because he doesn't have the production. I mean, at least career wise, he doesn't have the numbers. Uh, maybe they'll ignore what he did this year on a per snap basis, but you know, of course they're not going to, but I do wonder like, is he going to command the same kind of money as those guys? Cause there's a chance that he could be signed for less than all those guys. And simply because of, you know, I mean the, you know, we love Randy, but the many issues on paper that are with him it, may bring the market down. It may depend on the team. Like if you're the giants yeah. and you've seen him just destroy games before, you might be more willing to pay that player than, Let's say the Chargers, who's have only seen him, you know, what once in their entire career. So who knows? I tend to think that the Cowboys re-sign Randy Gregory simply because the love there between the Joneses and Randy Gregory, and uh, you know, I I just feel like he's a guy that the Cowboys would spend money on to, to re-sign. Yeah. But I, I mean, if we're if you're given a choice between the field, them in the field, and all things being equal. You know, it's 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 not a it's not an easy choice. Randy is is almost as old as those guys. That may be true. I mean, he's two or three years younger. But on top of that, being two or three years younger, he also has four or five less seasons worth of damage to his body. So he may be able to play longer yeah. because his you know, body is. It's it's a very difficult math equation. The edge market's the one I'm most fascinated to see because there's a ton of guys out there, and somebody's going to get left out. Like yeah. a few of these guys are going to get 15, 16 million dollars a year. But one of these guys is going to have to settle for one year of 7 million. Like Jadavion Clowney had to do last year with the Browns. Uh, we'll see how that all plays out. Yep. One more quick break to tell you guys about get upside Cowboy fans. We wanted to let, to let you know about get upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every single gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. You can download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Again, cash out at Get Upside uh, and you can use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tech. All right, two questions. Uh, this one from Bodine. He wants to know, why can't we find a true nose tackle that weighs 300 plus pounds that can control the line of scrimmage? The answer is there's just not that many of those guys out there, right? And even if you do have 
one. They're not playing that many snaps, right? 300, 300 pounds is not very heavy for a nose tackle. I mean, I don't no. know finding... I guess said 300 plus pounds, to be fair. 300 or more. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm thinking you're looking for a guy that's 320, 330, right? Like, I mean... How about uh, 375? I've 360 or whatever he weighs, yeah. I mean, that video of him moving with the bags was... Jordan Davis, I, George. We'll get I, to him later in the draft process. I, I just, just, just to throw that out. I showed that video to my wife who famously knows nothing about football. And I, I asked her, I was like, how much do you think that this guy weighs? She's like, I don't know, like 275 pounds. And I'm like, that's kind of what it looks like. Uh, yeah. I, I think that, you know, the Cowboys just don't, haven't had a ton of interest there. Now I think if you, I think if you bring in a guy like, uh, you know, like uh, Fangio, you may have more interest in, in, in doing that because of the way that they kind of try to steal back gaps. They may want to play some more tight mint fronts, which may require some more bodies in the middle to kind of, you know, take up two gaps. Uh, I, I think the defensive tackle spot is, uh, you know, it's, it's something that is kind of always been a struggle between the the front office and the yeah. coaching staff, whatever they may be. So I feel like that, that, that struggle for the body types that they're going to have in that position will probably continue depending on whoever the next defensive coordinator is and, and what their input is there. They've got some names. They, they like there though, right? They like Neville Gallimore. Obviously they like yeah. Oso Digizua and Tristan Hill started to play better at the end of the year when he was available. It's just, what do you want to add to the group? Do you, do you yeah. need that 350 pound guy? Do you still need a pass rusher? We'll see what the Cowboys do this off season. Jordan Davis is really intrigued. Yeah, just just going to point that out there. Uh, last question. Uh, he wants to know, what is the plan for Tyron Smith going into the 2022 offseason and going forward? Do the Cowboys consider moving on from him now and draft his replacement? Do you try to go one more year with Tyron as your left tackle? What do you think? I think you could definitely do another year of Tyron left tackle simply because you have Terrence Steele still. Uh, and I think that Steele seemingly has gotten better as as the season has gone on. You just don't notice him as much when he's on the field, which is a good thing. Um, I think that, you know, I think that Tyron Smith is still a very good player when he's playing and he's healthy. The problem is how often is that happening, right? So If you're the uh, Cowboys this offseason with Terrence Steele, do you start to get him ready to replace Tyron on the left side, or do you continue to kind of cross-train him at both spots? I think you need a new offensive offensive line coach. You need to figure out because because I think honestly it's I, I want I want the guy that is going to be my offensive line coach to make that decision because they're going to have to deal with it moving forward. I you know I also don't think you you should rule out the idea of thinking about moving Lael Collins back to the left side after Tyron Smith is done and then potentially moving Terrence Steele to the right side. Uh, you know, Although, Collins, I mean, Collins has played so much at right tackle now, I almost feel like it would be hard at this stage of his career to move him. Maybe, but I think it's, a, it's somebody's got to move. Someone's got to have to learn that left tackle position better than they currently do because Steele is significantly better on the right side still. Um, and I, I, I feel like it would make some sense to move Lale there simply because he is left-handed. He has played left tackle before in college. I mean, I, I understand Steele played it more recently, but yeah. I just feel like you could have some, you know, some better play there on, if you need it on the left side from Lael Collins. But either way, it, it doesn't ultimately matter as long as they decide to train someone more on that left side 
and and then maybe what you do is you just have Josh Ball focus on the right side, you know, or something like that, and and, yeah. and work on it that way, so that you would. I I, I think there is something. I think you, it's good to cross train these guys for sure, uh, but I, I also feel like you need to start getting somebody more snaps on on the left side, so that they're very comfortable there, because to me that's the spot that's the most likely to be subbed out yeah. over the next year because Tyron Smith's injury issues. I agree. Um, there's a guard in this class that has experience playing left tackle as well that I think you and I might both like a little bit uh, that we'll have to talk about during the draft process. But got to keep his hands inside, though. But, yes, I do like him. Uh, this is a really good offensive line class, by the way. I don't know how many names you've seen so far, but if the Cowboys want to go offensive line in the first round, I think there's at least three guys that are worth that spot that could be there. But again, we've got we've got three months to get ready for this yeah. draft. But it's, a long uh, time. it's it's not a bad year to take an offensive lineman if no. the Cowboys do want to consider, you know, thinking ahead of you know what the Tyron Smith situation could look like in 2023 and beyond. But that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, again, Senior Bowl starts next week, so we'll get you guys ready for that. We'll do a Senior Bowl preview at some point. We'll start talking about some names to watch. Uh, so, again, download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you next time.